Good morning and welcome to an actual episode again for all the haters out there. Mm. We're no longer someday, we're Sunday again, but it's Not Saturday. Suck on that, Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah, Alonzo, here's an idea. Shove it up your <laughs> hoop. Your poop hole. Um, <laughs> um, well, here we go. We got, uh, is this 190? I believe so. No, it has to be more. Why? I don't know. It's Why just, does it I have to like, be more? Because I feel it's like one ninety. I feel like I said one one eighty nine like two episodes ago. Nope, that was last Man, week. Okay, no kidding. Uh, all right, episode one ninety, the Sunday conversation, hosted by Aaron and I, presented by Loyalty Liquors, Jakey's Barbecue, One Stop Convenience, Taco Casa. Let's friggin' go. And how the hell are you, buddy? Um, Besides the fact that, I mean, this is a random question, but do you think I, when World War II started, like people knew that there was a war going on? Like in, um, uh, for instance, Kansas. Yes. So, okay, World, so World, sorry, I'm eating yogurt that I just dropped on my foot, as you already know. Um, well, which we already found out. Today. Seven years, good luck. Seven years of good luck. As it turns out. Um, September 1st, 1939. So when Germany invaded Poland, which was kind of the official start of World War II. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was big news. It was big news in America because obviously the news was why wasn't America getting involved directly? Um, no, I guess, I guess my thing, hold on, my thing more is... Are we, are we in a time in our life where we could be at war and you could, in fact, tune out whatever medium is bringing you the information and then kind of just keep living your life like mm. we're at war? But you mean in America or in, the in war? America? I'm talking about in America. In America, I feel like it'd be really difficult because what I'm thinking of is like, all right. In theory, you could you could aggressively avoid media outlets on your own, right? Like, you know, it's it's not it wouldn't be that difficult if you just, you know, were a recluse and had your property and, you know, didn't watch the TV, didn't have a phone, you know, whatever. But then I started thinking about, OK, but what about, you know, the. Like you, you do have to go do things around, like you're going to have to go to a grocery store. You're going to have to go get gas. Like you're going to have to go do those things. And like, the reality is, is that there's fucking gas stations that have gas pumps with fucking screens on them that tell you the news. You walk into the grocery store, you're going to see the newspapers with, you know, there's going to be something about. So I feel like it would be very, it, it may be possible. I feel like it would be extremely difficult. Okay. Well, that's my answer. Basically, the reason I ask that is, like, at what point are we at full-out war and, like, the country doesn't even know it? You know, it's like, oh, we're, oh, we're, I guess we're in World War Three now. Or is it, or have so many things happened, like, that people just aren't, even, like, it's almost like um, the boy who cried wolf. Mm. Like, oh, okay, it's just whatever, it's another war thing. Well, um, I think there's I'm, definitely I'm part just... of that. I think there's definitely part of that. I think the other part of it too, Ben, is that 
what, what's that old saying is the reason uh, uh, the only way Americans learn geography is through war, like something like that. What the fuck is that saying? Um, I mean, that war, makes war, war was invented to teach Americans geography. Um, something like that. Anyways, um, the thing is, is that how many people, how many Americans could you say, all right, Israel and Palestine are fighting each other that could point it out on a map? that have any fucking idea or know that what any of the history, I mean, we just, we don't do a good enough job educating our people. And not that I would say knowing the history. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. And this isn't like a, I mean, I would say I could, I, if you gave me a map, if you gave me a blank map of the United States, I could have every state in the map correctly within three minutes and probably less. I'm just giving myself that. But if you gave me a blank map of Europe, I don't know that I could point out Israel and Palestine right now. Like, I'm I'm not trying to say that to sound like an idiot. I'm just being truthful. Like, I feel like it's is it, it's near the water. It, yep, it sure is. It's right. Okay, uh, so that I would pick that it's near the is it near the Mediterranean Sea? Yep. One does one of them border okay. So I would pick on the right side of the Mediterranean Sea. Now my question is how many little countries are right there? I'm looking at the map right now and so you've got uh, you know in no particular order you've got Lebanon, Jordan, Israel, Palestine depending on how you want to clarify it. Uh you've got Egypt and Syria. And they are and okay. and Jordan yeah. kind of covers the rest of them from the rest of the Middle East. Okay, so if I if I got lucky, and I mean seconds. I know I know that the Gaza Strip because that's been talked about by Hillary Clinton forever, which they've probably been planning this forever, or just like everything else. But um, I know that's like, is that some sort of port? Uh, yeah, I'm not kinda. trying to sound like an idiot. I'm it's, just genuinely, I don't have a map in front of me. So I know that it's like an important piece of land or something. Well, the Gaza Strip is... Now I need to look because I just feel like a complete dum-dum. But... Oh, don't, bro. I mean, this is this is the conversation that we're having. And and I'm not... Map of... Let me, uh, let me clarify. I am by no means an expert on geopolitics in the Middle East either. Um, but Gaza, like Gaza straight Strip. up, I don't even know that I would have gotten Norway, Sweden, and Finland correct. I mean, That's the only reason the only reason I, I would I, get I those know, is because I've been there. But yeah, you would I know, very I easy know to mix Spain, up. I think I would. The only one I would get is actually to be truthful. I'd get Italy a fact. <laughs> No, no, I'm dead serious. I, I know. 100% get Italy. Well, it's the most recognizable country shape on the planet. And then, but like, looking at this map now, I thought Turkey was where Greece was. I'm yeah, not trying to sound like a moron. Oh, dude, don't tell them that. Oh, boy. I get big um, mouth about that. I'm just saying that I don't think that I could get... Like, Germany, I would probably... No, I'm saying if there was a blank map before when I was talking right before, yeah, and I hadn't looked at this map, I I think I would have gotten Italy, because I I wouldn't even have remembered Spain. 
like no joke like being that big and right there as shitty as that sounds sorry spain like well i would have been like that could be that could be france or spain that was well so yeah here here we are all right so that's that's it we don't have to talk about this anymore i would have gotten one correct on the entire european i think i could get almost all western i guess i guess if um yeah but see i wouldn't even i was just thinking i could have gotten the uk and ireland but I probably would have screwed that <laughs> up too, or, or not remembered them. And don't forget, Scotland is at the top of the United Kingdom. Interesting. Okay, that's I can't even see that on here. So, um, anywho, uh, but yeah, I think I think it would be, I you know, I think a lot of Americans, and and this is not a knock on America. I don't know that this is inherently an American thing. I mean, I think it is kind of, you know, based especially on the past six months of my life and some of the people I've gotten to meet and talk to, you know, it definitely does seem like it's an inherently American thing to not learn about the rest of the world, but it's also not like we're taught about the rest of the world. Like how can you remember doing, you know, European geography in school? I can't, you know, and if we did, it was in like sixth grade social studies. And do you want to hear my like initial thought, like in the back of my mind, when we were doing European geography at public school in whatever grade, I, I probably, I can probably picture like my teacher, like sending a kid to like the principal's office more than I can. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, yeah, dude, I mean, it's, it's like, dude, now that I think like right now about the environment, like public school is, I'm not bashing public school at all. I'm just thinking that public school is more of like uh, babysitting than it uh, is like of. school. I mean, like, kind I'm of. just thinking about that right now. Like how many, and then like you wonder, it's like, like I'm just thinking about all like the quote unquote bad kids, you know, that yeah went to the office every day and were in, in school suspension all the time and all this. It's like, all they were is like a that was preparing us more for freaking um right now adulthood than anything because distractions. That's a perfect example of like oh Johnny's going to in school again because he fucking threw a water balloon at the at the French teacher or or you know, it's like that was you know, school. Uh you know. Dude. Jeremy Jeremy threw um the bookshelf out of the third floor window of Vernon Center Middle School. Like, I don't know if that was his name, but I know a kid did it. Maybe his name was Devin, if I can remember correctly. We used Somebody, to, we used I'm to just do like, this thing in French class where the teacher used to toss a ball around and you'd have to, like, say something in French. And we'd always have one of our boys, like, sit by the window and we would intentionally, like, <laughs> airmail it over his head so it'd go out the window and shit. Like, every fucking time, like, six classes in a row and then she'd just stop doing it. Like... So you're you're a hundred percent right. You're definitely right. Um, I don't know. Public school to me, you know, thinking back on it was like if you like, uh, you know, I, I went to. It's like getting out of the projects, man. 
it's it's a weird thing because you have people that grow up on like you know every town in america is kind of structured this way where you've got i mean not every town but inner city and then rich kids you've got affluent parts and then you've got parts where people you know are, are living near or below the poverty line and then in public school they all mingle and i mean there is positive in that right like you come out of it and you know how to interact with people that are from all different walks of life which is a good thing because in real life, you're going to interact with people that come from all different walks of life. Not everybody is going to be, you know, from the same, you know, background and upbringing that you are. But I always felt that public school, and this was probably just based off of my experience that like, you know, you could learn and get stuff out of it, but it was about what you were willing to put in. And yeah, there was a lot of it that was like teachers just babysitting kids. And it's a, it's a joke. I mean, we don't pay the teachers enough in this country. And you know, the stuff they have to deal with these days is even more ridiculous. These kids are fucking out of control these days. I wouldn't want to be a teacher right now and have to deal with these fucking kids. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It used to be like, oh, God. I mean, it, you know, the big things like back in our day, I feel like we're like, okay, this this kid tried pot. Um, you know, yeah, this kid got caught drinking nowadays it's like well this kid's transitioning um this kid doesn't go by he um this you know it's like and then you go on down this list of like it must be just incredibly bizarre to be well that because that's the other thing is you're towing the line of what you know you're you're allowed to teach what is part of the curriculum you're you're throwing things in that we never learned about you know jet well and that's the other thing like what it was however many years ago that now I don't even remember the name of it, but uh, what what's the uh like the, the all inclusive learning style now core, core this like they're yeah. on some like core learning or something. Um, somebody knows what I'm well, talking about. In the the, um, other, the other part it, of our thing, Ben, was standardized testing. Remember, we used to always have to do those fucking like oh statewide tests every year. Yeah, all the time though. And that was like. It, and the problem became is like teachers, teachers were graded based on how their students did on standardized testing. So like you basically made their jobs dependent on how well their kids do, how well their kids did on these on this very specific curriculum that like doesn't necessarily even apply to fucking real world. Like, yeah, you should have some math skills and, you know, proper English is becoming a thing of the past. But, you know, how much of that goes into someone's daily life? Like really not as much as you think no because as stupid as this sounds it's like they should have been teaching us like the speed english like lol rofl <laughs> um brb no i'm dead serious and i like because it's like everything's like so fast now everything's texted you know yep. it's like now you're you're, te- you're you're talking to these you know it's like the second my dad started saying lol <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, we've really changed, you know, because it's just like, don't you think LOL started in our lifetime? Yeah, 100%. That was from the days like, of, of AOL Instant Messenger, bro. AIM. And who who was the first one to be like laughing out loud? Yeah, I guess somebody said laughing out loud and then they were like, LOL. And like the oh my god, the dude. funny the thing about uh, the dude, shit. somebody, somebody like uh, someone started that that was like an unbelievably smart person. Like uh, I don't think like 
All right, I let's see. In the 1980s, according to Google and Wikipedia, in the 1980s, Wayne Pearson was reportedly the first person to view his LOL while responding to a friend's joke in a pre-internet digital chat room called Viewline. Instead of writing ha 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 ha, as he had done before when he found something humorous, Pearson instead typed LOL to symbolize extreme laughter. <clears throat> so in case you want to know where LOL Jesus. is from, Land of Lakes. Right. Um, <laughs> but the other thing about like that shorthand texting is that like these kids these days, you know, I have a 20 year old brother and some of the abbreviations he sends me, I have to sit there for like 10 minutes and look at like the context of the text to figure out what the fuck it means. <laughs> Cause like they just abbreviate everything. Like, you know, they've turned, uh, uh, I have to actually make sure that this is right before I even say it and look like an idiot. Uh, of course, they've turned, of course, into OFC. Like, it, it's it's crazy, all this stuff. Oh. That these fucking kids have changed changed these oh, uh, these things into shorthand. But, yeah. FR, for real. For real, yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't even like using them. I mean, I don't, I rarely say LOL. I usually only say LOL, like, ironically. But it's... Uh, it's also LOL funny that we ended up here. We started talking about World War Three, and somehow we're talking about where the origins of Laugh Out Loud came from. Sunday conversation difference, baby. Um, yeah, because it's just Laugh Out Loud. The, the world we live in, this whatever. I mean, it's like. But to to circle this all back, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think American schools do a good enough job teaching, you know, world geography, world politics. And, you know, maybe that's because we, you know, we always will consider ourselves top dog. I saw a funny video the other day was uh, it was uh, these guys standing by the pyramids in Egypt. And it said uh, Hamas is about to find out why we don't have universal health care. And it's like a C-130 just being escorted by like fucking 19 fighter oh, jets. Well, I, the, my favorite meme so far is the it's been like the rockets, the the, the rock in the. The rockets firing from the left and the rockets firing yeah. from the right. And it's, my tax it's dollars somehow my also tax my tax dollars. dollars. Yeah, somehow also my tax dollars. But, I mean, and that's – that's the, and all, Go ahead. And, Aaron, that's what I just – I somehow maybe the power of the internet, I, I, I somehow think that all this is not, like, working anymore. You know, it's like I don't think the, the U.S. government was ready for that meme. Like, God damn it, like – you know, they actually can backtrack and they, the people, can realize that, you know, we gave weapons to these people and we gave weapons to these people. You know, it's just like, um, I think we've lived in so much of like this facade for so long, like, you know, the allegory of the cave had been spitting this shit at us. And it's like, it only took, you know, enough time. There's enough people right now that that know that all of this is just like bullshit it's bullshit yeah and 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 i don't mean like i don't mean that and like i've like yeah people are innocent people are dying but it's bullshit the fact that innocent people are, are still dying because of government antics and people believe them if that's what makes sense like that it's almost like wake the fuck up and fucking stand your ground and and like realize what the fuck is going on don't sell your guns don't fucking be a cuck to society like i'm going on a rant right now obviously excuse my language but just like all of a sudden 
like it's like the same old thing again. So it's like, oh, this is happening again, and it's like at what point? Like, are it's almost like you're too stupid to realize, and like, you know, th- that's why we're here. That's why we're here because of idiots, literally. And I'm sorry to any of our listeners who are idiots, but well. I, I I get what you're saying. I think you're saying that like the conflict is 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 obviously bigger in scale. It's a lot of it's deep seated hatred and religion and oppression and all that stuff. But it's more the fact that instead of America, you know, from an American perspective, being the peacekeeper and being like, no, like we got to work something out here. Like this isn't good for anybody. It's America views it as an opportunity to make more money. I mean, Biden asked uh, for one hundred and five billion more dollars yesterday to uh, for Ukraine and Israel and Israeli support. And all that money goes directly to the defense contractor or the 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 defense. Like literally. Well, the worst part is it's it's getting money for Israel and then it's sending it to freaking where's Lockheed Martin's um, whatever. Their world headquarters. I'm sure it's in America. I promise you. It's in like Langley, Virginia or something. Bethesda, Maryland. Okay, so right there. That's where it's going. It's not going to them over there. It's like it's going to these U.S. corporations who are behind all of the war over there. So it's like it's a it's. That's the almost worst part is it's not even going over there. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you, you you can look you can look back to you know World War One and World War Two, both both you know global conflicts that well, European conflicts that drag other parts of the world into them because of imperialism, but <clears throat> global conflicts that America did not want to get involved in. America didn't get involved for like the first two and a half years of World War One. Well, let's say that all of America probably doesn't want to get involved in anything. It, the let, we can we can differentiate between. America and then the U.S. government. Sure, like right. that's so. You're ab- no, you're absolutely right. And then I listened to a podcast about the Korean War the other day. Of course, America had to get involved, you know. And a- basically, my point being is, since World War II, and now obviously World War II, we didn't get involved for the first two years of it. But you know, Japan dragged us in, and and obviously, you know, if there's going to be an attack on American soil, America's going to get involved. And that's what happened with World War II. But if you look at every global conflict since then, America has gotten involved in some way or another. And a lot of it is just because of money. It becomes down to money at the end of the day. If, you, if you're if you the, the United States politicians and you deal directly with lobbyists from defense companies, what's good for the defense companies is in turn then good for you. Because if the defense companies are doing well, well, then they can help fund your campaign when you have to run for re-election. And yeah, you're going to slip some things through into, into law or you know policies that help these defense companies out and these defense contractors out. And so you have this fucking cycle of, do we want war? No. Do the American people want war? No. I don't think there's any Americans who want to see you know our troops get sent over there. But as these conflicts grow and as we get more and more involved and the rest of the world, especially the Muslim world looks at us and says, well, America is the bad guys. They like, they will do whatever they can to fuck America. So you find us getting more and more involved. And we, you know, right now it's two different proxy wars that we're sending money to into, but how long until it becomes a thing where we have to get involved. And it's like, instead of, 
you know, Joe Biden should be Joe Biden, whomever our, our, you know, our representative in the UN should be advocating for peace in any way they can. And I don't know if you saw this the other day, this happened since our last uh, episode, there was like a UN special council meeting to uh, basically pause the conflict to allow humanitarian aid for both Israel and Palestine. And it was something like 15 countries voted on it. 12 voted for the, you know, the bill Two abstained Russia and the United Kingdom. And the United States was the only one that vetoed it. The United States vetoed the bill. And so it's like, you know, we, as much as we act like we don't want war and we don't want innocent people to die, we it's then all we want. want them. It's it's good for it's America. Quite it's literally for all America. we want. It is. It, well, it, it, Aaron, here's the problem, dude. Um, let, let me try to explain this in a way that we have pissed away every um like legitimate export you know mm-hmm. like we have rich farmland we're rich in oil people forget oil keeps coming back it's it's the bloodline of the world like it it regenerates oil is is underground and it's going to keep it's going to keep pumping like forever but it's made out to seem like it's a fossil fuel whatever that means that it's like it's it's finite which is completely not true water is actually probably more finite than oil um but so it's like we have all these things that we just decided to privatize for ourselves so now it's just a bunch of really elite rich people own these things here in America and they they save them for themselves, right? So we're dependent to buy from every other country in the world. You know, it's like bananas are coming from Central America. It's like, you name it, textiles, cotton. You know, we got plenty of cotton here, but, you know, we're still, you know, we still sell it, but it's like, you know, not at a scale, whatever it is. It's like, it's the same thing with like, you know, you can find it cheaper on Amazon or Alibaba. So it's like America just does it that way. Right. So now we have, it's like our own farms are not feeding the people here. You know, it's like the food shortage is a real thing because we depend on every single other person. The only thing that the United States has to make money is the war machine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, you know, 20 miles down the street, the privatized, you know, there's Tyndall Air Force Base is right here. And then right next to Tyndall Air Force Base is probably a a base that's getting equally as big. And it's a freaking private drone facility. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, a private company that makes drones, you know? It's like the only thing that we can do now to make money is is go to war. It's yep. like you you know it's like we can't make money just living anymore it's like we have to be at war and it's just like we we literally have, the whole i mean it's just we we've exported industry because industry because at the end of the day you know capitalism and, and this is not an anti-capitalism statement but it's just a factual statement 
Capitalism is based on supply and demand and then the profit margins in between. And we, over the years, have found that we can export all of our industry and boost profit margins instead of doing it here because of, you know, workers' rights here, labor, you know, labor laws here. So it's become much cheaper to export everything. And now as a country, we're reliant on a lot of foreign countries for a lot of our necessities. And, you know, the the scarier part about this whole conflict is the more the Muslim world gets involved, well, the Muslim world also controls the majority of the oil in the world. And, you know, it gets um, a little and hairy. Not to mention, you know, being in Panama, the only thing they talk about down there, Aaron, guess who owns everything in Panama? Everything. America. No, the Chinese. And the Chinese. You know, yes. and then and then I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, I'm trying to explain to people that, you know, the biggest skyscraper in Panama City is a freaking the Bank of China. You know, brand new, beautiful. Everything's China this, China that. New fish market made by China. China. Um, Bocas del Toro, this beautiful island, you know, in the middle of nowhere. The whole the whole town is is ran and owned by the Chinese. Um, and then I'm sitting there trying to tell people like they're like, oh yeah, China, China. I'm like, yeah, well, you want to know the difference between here and in the United States? Is China owns everything in the United States too, but they hide it behind Wells Fargo and yep. Bank of America and you know, all these because we couldn't like physically it would not work and mentally to drive into Atlanta and Dallas and every major LA and see the biggest, prettiest building, say Bank of China. It just yeah. would like it couldn't happen. Right. But guess what? They are all Bank of China. It's just that the Bank of China or, or whatever, you know, it's it's owned in shares. And then, you know, it's just you know, it's it's absolutely crazy, like mind blowing, I guess, just to see like I mean, I guess I have this other little perspective right now because of like traveling. But Yeah, but that's you know, but that's just, important though, because it's it's I mean, you're right. China, you you remember there was like uh, that thing that was going on where China was trying to buy like a shit ton of land, like around American military bases. Like they're they're you've got there's other world superpowers and there's other world superpowers that have become superpowers because so much of their um, ex, they, you know, the world relies on so much of their exports. And the thing with China is. Because China provides so much to the rest of the world in terms of, you know, clothing, it, literally everything, everything's made in China. Because of that, they're too important for anybody to do anything about anything they want to do. That's why you've got a fucking genocide that's been going on there for years now where the, you know, the Muslim Uyghurs are getting murdered by the Chinese and put into concentration camps and no one does anything about it because China's too important. And you know the problem with these these global conflicts is the world is like geopolitically the world is uh, you know walking such a tightrope in terms of how reliant all these countries are on each other for exports and goods so that when you have Israel which is probably America's most powerful our uh, most powerful ally um you know between their their intelligence agency which is Mossad i believe um, and just the relationship we've had with Israel over the years, it's like, okay, well, America, you can't, you can't hang your most powerful ally out to dry, but also, you know, 
the the countries that they're now uh, fighting or that will come to Palestine's aid are countries that we have, you know, long-term tumultuous relationships with that we're very dependent on when it comes to oil, which is still, uh, other than data, the most valuable resource on the fucking planet. So the Saudi royal family is the richest family on the planet. Um, just not good. Yeah, like like multi-quadrillionaires. Yeah, like so Honestly, much money, like, you couldn't even yeah, believe it's like how it, much it's money. An, it's infinite. It, it's infinite. <laughs> literally infinite. Sure. Literally infinite. They have so much fucking money that they can pay, you know, soccer players $700 million to come play in their fucking league that nobody cares about. You know, but Aaron, there's, there's a perfect <laughs> example. Why is it infinite to them? It's infinite to us here too. You know, Alaska is oil, just as oil rich as like the Saudi country. I'm maybe not really, but like, I'm pretty sure it's like in, there's like, it's insane. So, the other thing to be said is like, you know, like who's keeping tabs on all this oil and all this shit. It's like, yeah. for all we know, at this point, there's just a pipeline that goes somewhere and we're just direct pumping to somebody else, you know? Yeah. Cause they, cause they own us literally not, yeah. not for any other reason because they're all, yeah, you guys are, you know, however many trillion in debt to us. So you can just set the pipeline up, just put it right to us and, it's 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 crazy man it is uh but you're right to circle back to something you said a lot earlier in this it's it's the scariest part is that you know the united states could do things like say the bay of pigs invasion right i just happened to listen to a podcast about the cuban revolution the other day but you know the bay of pigs which was an american sponsored attempt to overthrow castro and the cuban government like in those days, we could do those things and people wouldn't find out about them right away. They wouldn't find out about them for years until government, you know, documents got declassified. But in the world we live in now, with how much social media there is and how many cameras there are in the world, it's so much more difficult to get away with that stuff. And then you hear these things happening and it's if you don't have a healthy distrust of the government, and what the government is telling you, then I feel bad for you because you shouldn't trust your government. The, the founding fathers didn't believe in trusting the government, you know, and it's been become very clear over the years. This this I found a lot of irony in Ben. That America wants $105 billion to throw at the Ukraine conflict and the in the Israeli-Palestine conflict. Don't forget that the earlier in this year, they basically set off a fucking chemical bomb in, yeah, East in Ohio, Palestine, Pal- Ohio, and didn't do anything. They're like, oh, you know, fuck these American people. You know, eh, everything's okay. You can drink the water. Yeah, every piece like of wildlife near it is you know, dying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like, because there is no long-term return on investment in fixing those things and helping those people out. But selling arms to Israel and Ukraine, there's returns in that. Well, and that's a kick-ass ROI, man. That's, absolutely. I mean, come on, that's huge. It's all that matters, right? Just- it, it just, I, I couldn't help but find the, couldn't find the, the irony or the coincidence in the fact that we want to fund a war between Israel and Palestine, but then when there was a train derailment of toxic chemicals in East Palestine, Ohio, we just didn't do anything about it. Yeah, because the government probably freaking derailed the train to make it happen, type of shit. Like that's how you know. What I listened to a podcast, Aaron, and it's basically saying that. We're living in this mass chaos right now because the United States Constitution is so... Uh, did I say this to you on here? I don't believe so. 
the U.S. Constitution is so in favor for the people that the only way the U.S. government could, like, move forward with this train wreck that they're on is is to somehow abolish the Constitution. Because, like, in the Constitution, it says all the things about, like, keeping the Constitution yeah. and, like, right, you know, all these things that they're trying to get rid of. So it's like they're trying to rewrite the Constitution. So it's like that that was, like, the whole gist of the, the this podcast. It was, like, it was pretty interesting, honestly. It's like it, like, goes all into, like, how much power you have in, like, the the word like power in the word, like whoever wrote the constitution and wrote all these laws and all this different stuff, like it's worded so interestingly, um, things are capitalized, things aren't capitalized. Um, and it's like, there's all these like, like massive loopholes. And that's what I had said. The whole thing. I thought I had said to you about the state of California. Mm. I, I told you like, is, is, is really just a like the podcast I was talking about. It's like, it's just in Washington, DC. All it is is just like a business name an LLC. So that is what this whole podcast is talking about. It's like basically like these, these things that are just written. So like in law, you can like essentially like get out of these things you know like we're talking like taxation and all these different things it's like it was interesting i should just send it to you yeah benny i i think the um the thing about the constitution and all of that yeah it's the constitution was was created for people's rights right the, the rights of, of the american people and the united states government you know has gotten to the point where it it's not. I don't think it's directly, directly going against the Constitution and trying to take away people's constitutional rights. I think it's more they're just trying to get away with what they can without, you know, causing massive upheaval. And at the end of the day, you know, we live in a country where too many people are relying on the government. The government has too much power. I mean, that's just really kind of what it boils down to at the end of it all. Is that you know we've created this fucking monster of a system. I saw this absolutely awesome graphic the other day of uh it was like why you should not invade the united states of america and then like in every geographical region it had like the reason why like it starts in florida like florida man and then all of the south is like because of rednecks yeah and then like you know texas you know and it just goes all the way so it's like and that's what i keep saying you know it's like we still have the power, you know, like the government is, is sure. very small. Yes. They are just doing insane things and, and all that. But like at the end of the day, once again, it comes back to like, you know, more than ever, just like kind of stay in your lane. Like I was thinking like, dude, America is Karen. Like the, <laughs> the, you know, like America is Karen. Like, let me, you know, it's like, we need to be at the forefront of everything and like be involved in everything. And it's just like, sit the fuck down, sit down and shut up and and just like, and be, you know, and it's just like, 
I was just thinking, it, where's Jack at? Because like we could use a killer uh, Karen America meme. He he he's got it in him. I know he does. Ben, that is that's Plus, a per- perfect place to wrap that, it up. America is the Karen of the world. <laughs> that's a fucking really good way to put it. Um, that's it for episode one ninety. We gave you a whole lot to deal with, but if you notice, we're getting you know we're pretty good at starting on one topic and ending up back on it at the end of it all. So great job, Benny. And to answer your original question, my week was good. I hope your week was good as well. <laughs> Did I even ask you? You asked me, and then we immediately launched into something else. I didn't even answer you. And, and here we are, well, 40, 45 minutes later. But, uh, Betty, you're the best, buddy. Love you. Hey, love you, bro.